I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, All Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Kenny Pickett has arrived. Or so Troy Aikman thinks. Is I, Rob Paul a.k.a. Coach Saturday's new clock manager. And with me, as always, is AJ. Trent Dilfer is a QB whisperer. Marchese. Oh, baby, UAB is about to be a QB factory. Today, we're talking all the best and worst NFL rookies from week 12 of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. Seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving out to Casey maybe Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. The funk didn't get out of Birmingham. (laughs) This is a very uh, Alabama delivery of Birmingham. Thank you. Thank you. Um... Before we get into the the crux of the show, the meat of the show, the NFL talk, we got to talk UAB hiring Trent Dilfer. Do do we have to talk about it? I don't know. Uh, Somehow a guy – now we've got two ESPN analysts who had only coached high school making the jump to NFL interim head coach and now – group of five head coach i mean the dilfer hire probably makes more sense than jeff saturday at least but well at least trent dilfer is like his team's playing in the state championship yeah. this this thursday lipscomb academy um this was a, another gross like gross isn't just like wh- what 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 i don't know aj i someone brought up the point they're like cadillac williams would have done a great job here oh man cadillac would have been that would have been a great hire 
Yeah, but instead, let's give the head coaching gig to another white guy with no college coaching experience. Um, I think, like, honestly, the maybe the most important aspect of Trent Tilfer coming to UAB is the fact that, like, he's been involved in high school coaching, not, not just at Lipscomb Academy, but with the Elite 11, so he's got connections. Yeah. I think that's like a one positive. I think that's the, it, the selling point, wasn't it? I don't know. And, and like, obviously, his staff is going to be extremely important. And apparently, he's planning to hire a bunch of a bunch of very experienced coaches around him with Power Five experience. I don't know. It just feels like such a weird move for for UAB, a program that had been really atop the Conference USA for so long under yeah. Bill Clark, who built that program up, deserves a statue, won two Conference USA titles, went 49-26 and I think six seasons, retired before the season because of his back. Mm-hmm. Brian Vincent takes over his interim. They managed to go 6-6. Six and six. It wasn't a great year. They they lost three straight before beating Louisiana Tech this past week. Um, but the players wrote a letter to the president asking for Brian Vincent to be the head coach. The president, because the president wouldn't give them the time to talk to them. And then the day that they, like, tweet out the letter, they hired Trent Dilfer as the head coach. I just, college football's undefeated. It was so, so goddamn out of nowhere. Um, what are the odds, if any, if, if, if it's above zero, say it, that Dilfer can land an Elite 11 quarterback to UAB? Um... I'd, I'd say it's above zero because, but the the elite eleven isn't necessarily the top eleven mm-hmm. recruited quarterbacks in the country. Right? Like mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes a three star sneaks in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like, he, I, he I, could get eleven one year. Tr- truly, like I I don't. It, I, I'll give it five percent. Can't wait to talk about this one on the uh, coaching roundup in a couple months month and a half, whatever it is. If Trent Dilfer can be head coach at UAB, Deion Sanders can be head coach at uh, Auburn, in my opinion. But uh, instead, they hired Hugh Freeze. So, um, couple, couple more things. We didn't. I didn't have a list for you on the Marcus Arroyo or Tim Lester replacements. Oh, yesterday. we need them now, baby. Yes. So UNLV fired Marcus Arroyo. Some of the names popping up are former TCU head coach Gary Patterson. That one shocked me. Kentucky linebacker coach Mike Stoops, USC defensive back coach Dante Williams, who I think is the best one there, but apparently they want head coaching experience. Um, Why? I don't know. UNLV is like impossible to turn around. If Tony Sanchez and Mark Zarroyo couldn't do it, no one can. Uh, and Western Michigan's replacements for Tim Lester, Sharon Moore, whose name's just everywhere. Great hire. It would the, be. the Michigan OC slash O-line coach. Michigan special teams coordinator, Jay Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. And, and Cincinnati defensive coordinator, Mike Tressel. Oh, bloodlines, baby. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Uh, apparently, Brian Hartline interviewed for the Cincinnati head coach. G- give, him, give him the job. Don't. He's not ready. He's uh, ready. A couple couple quick NFL draft declarations. West Virginia receiver Brace Ford Wheaton, Oklahoma tackle Anton Harrison, Penn State corner Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. is going to be one of the first corners off the board, first round pick. Great move. Uh, Brace Ford Wheaton kind of maybe trying to capitalize on the 
murkiness in the wide receiver group. Guy that's you know was on the freaks list, you know, big, yeah. explosive dude. He could be a riser. That's a smart move. Um, and then hit, hit me on Anton Harrison. I think Anton Harrison coming into the year was a guy who could have been uh, a top five tackle in this yeah. class. I don't think it shook out that way necessarily, but definitely a top Agreed. ten tackle. Yeah, day two, day two type of tackle in a, in a solid class. Solid class. Lost solid with class. Olu though, going back to school. Yeah. Uh, a couple senior bowl acceptances, Oklahoma running back Eric Gray, Purdue receiver Charlie Jones, Oklahoma tackle Wanye Morris, South Carolina defensive tackle Zach Pickens, LSU edge rusher Ali Gay, and Missouri edge rusher Isaiah McGuire. Charlie Jones is going to be that guy that everyone falls in love with at the, at the senior bowl that's, you know, throwing all this garbage off his release game and just cooking dudes. I love Eric Gray. I'm yeah. super excited that he's going to be there. I think he is um, – uh, a top five type of talent at running back in a deep class. And he, he had the season that we thought he might have last yeah. year at Oklahoma ran for 1300 plus really competent pass catcher, re- really explosive shifty runner. I'm excited to, to see him in mobile. Probably just didn't get the attention because Oklahoma was so bad. Whoa, come on. What's wrong with going six and six and making a bowl <laughs> brother? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple East West Shrine games. Cincinnati tight end Leonard Taylor, Wake Forest tight end Blake Whitehart, Washington guard Henry Beanvalue, Arkansas center Ricky Stromberg, West Virginia defense, defensive tackle Dante Stills, and Minnesota corner Terrell Smith. Ricky Stromberg, that's a good get for, for Galco and company. Like, uh, I feel like he's going to be like a solid day three type of center. Yeah, I feel like you could say similarly about Dante Stills on the defensive side, like a, a scheme versatile defensive lineman who – Kind of play the five, play the three. Um, very productive for five years at West Virginia. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> and I feel like every time I watch West Virginia this year, not a good team. Neil Brown's going to be back there. But uh, Congrats, he, Neil. He, he always making hustle plays. He is. I feel like we've watched for so long. Yep. Go. Go. Uh, now, into the into the meat. Look how efficient we are today after a long episode yesterday. Loving it. It's just because I'm I'm so excited to talk about Kenny Pickett and our oh, rookie QB rundown. Oh baby, AJ, AJ, you got to get a taste of Kenny. I got the uh, Pickett experience. Twenty of twenty eight for one hundred seventy four yards, thirty two rushing, and don't forget that two point conversion against the Colts on Monday Night Football. Sick. If you uh, sum up, turn your screen off and listen to this game, you thought Pickett went, you know. 30 of 35 for 345, four touchdowns. Listen to uh, Buck and Aikman. Um, then you look at the stats. This guy didn't even throw a touchdown pass. Um, that being said, it was his best game, right? It was his best game. I Okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I didn't look at the numbers until after the game. Yeah, me neither. I was, like, I was certain he threw for more than that. I know, and no touchdowns. Didn't turn the ball over. But this was his, I, just on eye it test. It was his best game. It was his best game, yeah. Yeah. Um, Timing looked good. I, I haven't watched too much Pickett, of course, this year. With a couple looks, and, you know, just, just kind of seeing Steelers games. I feel like that was a big improvement for him, just hitting his back foot. And like you said, he's left a lot of clean pockets to scramble. But just, you know, hitting back foot, timing looked good. Accuracy hit and miss. There's a lot of low balls. But, hey, that there was a couple drops for Pickens in there. And, you know, he also had that ridiculous catch. I'm sure you got him somewhere later. Um, it was okay, but it's still, like, to me, looking like a guy that's going to be the 16th best quarterback at his absolute ceiling, and that's saying, you know, a lot to get there. Yeah, I mean, 
I think it's important to note that um, he like didn't really push the ball down the field. He didn't. He 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 completed two passes beyond ten yards. Obviously, that George Pickens one down the sideline. Was all Pickens. Where, I mean, I appreciate the fact that. And I've been like I've said this before, uh, especially if you've watched this offense before Pickett getting in. He does give Pickens a chance downfield, which wasn't happening prior to Pickett coming in. He's better than uh, Trubisky. I'm not arguing. <laughs> yeah, like he gave him a chance. It was a solid back shoulder yeah. throw. Obviously, better grab than throw yeah. from George Pickens. Then he had uh, like a a 14 yard completion over the middle, I think, to Farmuth. Um, he's competent. That I think that this is. It's similar to Mac Jones last year. Yeah. Where he doesn't, he, especially in recent weeks, he hasn't been turning the ball over. Doesn't really put it in conflict. Um, but he also doesn't make a ton of splash plays. He looks like a very competent backup quarterback. Um, and you, you see you see throws that get do get you excited, like, the George Pickens one. Sorry, that was the fourteen yarder. The the where he bought time moving out of the pocket, uh, throwing kind of almost back across the field to George Pickens over the middle, mm-hmm. who made a great play. Uh, it was a lower ball, but he still made a great play. Um, you see throws like that, and that gets you excited. Like the two pointer too, like making that play out of structure, and him and Pickens clearly do have a really good chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, I don't think him and Deontay Johnson have a great chemistry. And no. Deont- Deontay Johnson tends to make a mistake or two, but Deontay Johnson's, like, open all the time. Um, and I, I just – I think the next step for Kenny Pickett, as we've seen a, a string of solid, solid performances, is getting other people more consistently involved, making more plays beyond 10 yards, Um and and when things break down, showing that ability out of structure that we saw in the two pointer, it, it happened less in this game. But he has had a tendency this season to, when things get murky, he uses his athleticism to move. But he kind of take takes his eyes off the receivers and is generally generally looking to run because he's Kenny Vick, and uh, I think he he really needs to kind of. Use that mobility to improve his play as a passer out of structure. I will. I will say, bringing up Mac Jones is interesting because I think, you know, if if Pickett didn't have such a disastrous play caller, you know, had a good offensive line in front of him, I know he's got some some weapons. I think he could have had a Mac Jones esque rookie season, which was extremely overrated. And but I I think it's it's important to note too, like the last couple of weeks have been since he stopped turning the ball over have been Kenny or sorry, Mac Jones esque like his last three games, he hasn't thrown an interception. He's only thrown one touchdown. He's completed a solid amount of his passes. Like he's been okay. And I think that's kind of similar to the Mac Jones experience. And yeah, um, yeah, it, it, again, it doesn't help that the offensive line has been shaky. It was better in this game. Uh, And it doesn't help that Mac Canada is a terrible play caller. Exactly. there's also little things you want to see him do better too. Like on that Yannick and Gawkway free rush play, like he should have thrown the hot route and instead he just kinda of like turtled and took them in a field goal range. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean I don't know. I the couple times I've gone to watch him since you've been so, you know, you just gotta see Picky pick it every week. I I don't see a franchise quarterback. I like I, I feel like the only people that do are kinda of like these older school football heads who, you know, 
Like, you know, just want their quarterback to be a distributor type of quarterbacks. I, I don't I don't know. I know you, you don't with, either, but are you with me in seeing like Bass Casey becomes an Andy Dalton esque quarterback if everything else around him's really talented? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. And I do think he's at worst a good good backup. Um like I don't think he's good he's not Zach Wilson where he's gonna be uh, you know, who the hell knows where he's going to be so shortly, right? But he's um he's not he's not you know Justin Fields where this guy's the limit, right? Yeah, I I think it's you just haven't seen a lot of like even with Justin Fields' struggles before he kind of turned it on. Every once in a while, you'd see him make a throw or yeah. or make a run where it's like, damn, like he's just got the physical. Do- I don't think you get that has, with Kenny Pickett. Has Kenny had any of those throws this year? That George Pickens back shoulder, but like really, like I, I mean, of course you're you're watching him every week, but I haven't seen uh, anything that's really like, oh of, wow, this is a high level. Football one of player. his best, one of his best throws was in the Bengals game last week where George Pickens did drop it. Um, but no, you're right. He's he's more of a like it's very Mac Jones ass. Yeah, it is. At least he's faster than Mac Jones. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Um. Let, let, let's get to your guy, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, oh, my guy, Skylar Thompson, baby. Um, wasn't much. He came in from mop-up duty. One for five, eight yards. It was third and four, converted it to the sticks. Beautiful ball. Not I, much. I, got, I got him at six yards. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was trying to sneak in a couple extra yards. I'm sorry. Took a sack. Uh, fumbled the snap. Uh, just kind of just pitching the ball into the ground. I still came away thinking he was better than Kyle Allen. So, five-star performance, <laughs> Skylar Thompson. It's funny how many times he's coming into the coming into games this year. Of all of these quarterbacks, I love yeah, it. for real. We can't even sniff Desmond Ritter. I've never seen Desmond Ritter throw a football, but I'm getting Skyler weekly, baby. Uh, okay, rookies of the week time. I thought th- there was a, a couple, especially if you include the Thanksgiving games, um, both for offensive and defensive. There was a bu- bunch of pr- kind of prime timey. Rookie of the yeah. week, worthy guys. I tried to steer away from that with my offensive rookie of the week, though, and I went with Washington Commanders running back Brian Robinson. Oh, yeah, baby, I love that be- because he's wearing the big hat, <laughs> the big hat bump for Brian. I love it. Um, he knows a guy. Rob. What he knows a guy. I know. If you, you want, I, I looked into it. Like you can actually order the hats. You can actually have them. They'll put any logo you want on it. I, th- I think that we actually should do that for our Dynasty Fantasy Football Trophy. All right. We're looking All into right. that. But this was by far, I think, Brian Robinson's best game of his rookie year. Um, he looked like he did in the preseason before he uh, uh, got shot. And obviously, I like. I think he, he should – there should be uh, a decision made that allows him to win comeback player of the year. Agreed. Yeah, I mean – I thought that before this performance, but now he's yeah. like actually getting back to looking like himself. And he ran for 105 yards, uh, average 5.8, a carry, and two grabs for 20 yards and a touchdown against the Falcons, including on that touchdown, trucking a man in, in, yeah. into into the shadow realm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I love it. It's like obviously everyone's going to root for this guy. I mean, honestly, it almost feels like people aren't giving him enough credit for how good he's been given everything. Like, um, but no, he's been, he's been I think solid. he'll get it now because this was such yeah. a strong game. Um, yeah, like he definitely hasn't had that big flashy game, but 
Like, I think I mentioned him last week. He's just like, you know, when they want him to do the short yard stuff, he's getting it done. I think it's also important to note, like, I I thought he just looked a little more explosive in this game, too. Mm -hmm. A lot of the previous games, it'd be a lot of physical running up the middle. So not not a ton of chunk chunk yardage or anything. But in this one, he, he did a good job of, instead of just kind of crashing into the line and fighting for yards, bouncing it, bouncing it and breaking arm tackles and, and picking up seven opposed to four. And it felt like a lot of the times um, there, there was one, like one run in the fourth quarter, for example, where it, it was kind of clogged at the line. He had a slight hesitation as he pressed the line, bounced it outside, breaks an arm tackle, gets north, south, bounces off a tackler, bounces off another tackler and turns what should have been like a five yard run into a first down. Uh, and, the, and there was a lot of just those types of runs where, he he was a solid running back would pick up five and he was picked up seven and that that's important especially in a close game like this that came down to the last play really where Kendall Fuller intercepted Marcus Mariota in the end zone definitely and I think that's what you need out of a back that you took in the top 100 right like you know nothing wrong with getting a guy that can just you know get the get the dirty yards in you know the fifth round or whatever but taking a guy top 100 they've got to start making these uh you know and I'm not blaming him I'm just saying this that's what you got to see and it's promising yeah, I just it, it was like it was very like it just felt like he kept finding the cutback lanes, right? Like mm-hmm. he he had a better uh spatial spatial sense of himself. He knew he rather than again just fighting for every yard, he knew he could bounce things and he has that kind of athleticism to him to to make those starting running back level plays. Yeah, that's that's exciting to hear. Yeah, who you got for rookie of the week? Uh, I got to go with Garrett Wilson. Um, five catches, 95 yards, two TDs. In the pouring rain for most of the game against the Bears. Um, finally, Zach Wilson sitting his ass on the bench. Mike White was in. He got he got Garrett Wilson going right away. Um, right off the hop. Had like a really nice grab on a slant just in traffic. Tough catch again in the rain. Um, hauled it in. This is all the first drive. Then just hit a first down off a bubble screen. You know, got some yak. Nothing explosive or anything, but but picked it up. And then capped the drive with his first touchdown. Just, like, toasted the DB. Um, it was like it might have been a push-off, but it actually got called for a DPI. Um, but, yeah, just physical off off the break. Um, just got held, discarded him, just shoved him, and then got wide open for a touchdown. That was great. Um, and that was I loved it. I was just like, oh, yeah, here comes a game for, for, for Garrett Wilson. And, no, it wasn't like a monster performance, but – uh, like he, he, you know, they try to get him going a couple reverse. He, he didn't look too great. Um, tried to kind of like make a one-handed catch, and he got he took a huge hit. Um, was down for for half a second there. The rain was just pouring. It was a tough play, and then and then he he had the the other touchdown where just a really nice release um, out out of the slot. Um, just a you know nasty cut to get separation. The ball went through a defender's hands. He kept his concentration. It was kind of behind him. Uh, caught it. Then, like, you know, turn and then just hit a guy with a dead leg. And after that, you knew he was gone. And there was another 30 or 40 yards after that where just exploded to finish. And it, it looked, it was just, it was just beautiful. And this, like, yeah, this is why you, you got Gary Wilson. And this is why he's looking like your wide receiver one. Um, and then his other grab, just like a nice little sliding grab to, to kind of cap it off. So just that, that, was, that explosive play was like, like, just that wow, wow moment. And, but like a strong game all around. And God, it's so. It's so encouraging to see this happen in, in Zach Wilson's first benching game. Like Mike White came in and, and immediately started going to him, and 
there's no reason why this isn't going to continue down the stretch and maybe into the playoffs for the Jets with Garrett Wilson. We love White Mike. Um, Garrett Wilson, it, it feels like he'd be maybe even leading offensive rookie of the year race right now if he had more consistent quarterback play. I mean, he's had kind of three massive games this year, three mm-hmm. or four. I guess, no, we'll say four. I think four times we've mentioned him for offensive rookie of the week. Um, week two, where he had 102 yards and two touchdowns with, I think, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco. as his quarterback. Yep. Then he had a 115-yard game against the Patriots. That was Zach Wilson. Uh, the game against the Bills where he was just, like, open every time. He had 92 yards, but he should have way more. And then he, he has this game with the two touchdowns. And just, like, he looks like him and Olave just look like Pro Bowl receivers already. Definitely. Bump. Yeah, the bump, the Buckeye bump. We, we we need this. We need to give it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it. Don't worry about it. I've uh, I've decided we're no longer a championship contending program, but we just flex the amount of NFL stars we have. Smart. So many programs do that. So might as well. Yeah, Michigan doesn't have any. No. Other than, no. Other other than um, Josh Uchi. Uh, yep. Josh Uchi. He's <laughs> had a good season. Uh, speaking of pass rushers, there you go. Defensive Rookie of the Week. We, uh, do you have Kayvon Thibodeau? I got Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, who has had his flashes, now has the best pass rusher front seven performance among rookies this year. Oh, but Rob, he didn't have a sack. It's it's kind of you know I was just thinking about this just before we record started recording. Um, it kind of reminds me of. Khalil Mack's rookie year, where like he didn't put up massive sack numbers, but he was just so disruptive. You've been thinking a lot about Khalil Mack. That's back to back references. I, I know it was it was like you know ultimate outplayed like just like the plain old box score game. You know, look at the box score one tackle, but really I, I don't know what did PFF give him like nine pressures, five QB hits. He was just a, a monster. Definitely the yeah. best the best game from any yeah any probably front seven guy I, I think um, he, any rookie this year. Looked quite good against the run too. Had a, a couple like where he'd take on the tight end one on one and kind of blow yeah, shit up in the backfield. He fucking walked Schultz right back into Zeke. Didn't get the TFL for, like for himself, but uh, someone else came and finished him up. It was awesome. Um, and it it just it, there was a lot of sure the athleticism, which is mm-hmm. what, what what initially gets you so excited about him. But there was also I thought he just used his hands so well. He did. Yeah, he definitely did. And, and that I think was kind of the difference in this game. He did a really good job too, where maybe he he wasn't gonna get to the quarterback, and he knew that. But he 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 really hustled his ass off. Like there yeah. was one play where he took on the tight end, and he um, just kind of rerouted himself, and, and still got a last second hit on Dak. Like he had to have known he wasn't gonna get the sack. But it's those things add up, and um, he he was beating Tyler Smith sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, so, so a lot of taking on tight end, but like he walked Tyler Smith back one time. He he beat him with a just like a rip and dip one time. Uh, he, on the the first Dak interception, he walked Tyler Smith back into Dak's lap. Like I don't know. I thought this was such a star type of performance from Kayvon Thibodeau, and I, obviously it's overshadowed by two facts. He didn't finish with the sack. And uh, they they ended up just kind of getting walked by the Cowboys in the second half, but 
holy moly, that's a that's a dude. Yeah, no, this is the like you know like he's gonna be the best pass rusher, pure pass rusher from this group. You know, performance. Um, yeah, like you, you touched on the athleticism, but like yeah, he flashed that. You know, like that just that that freaky burst to close on the passer that we saw so many times at Oregon. You saw that against against Dallas, and um, like you said, like he. He did such a good job of like getting clean hits on Dak, you know, and like finishing through the whistle, but not not drawing any stupid rough in the passer calls, and like hitting Dak, you know, square and clean. And those those hits add up, and you know, in a game. I know it didn't win them the game, but it, it was a great performance. Um, had another fun play I thought too, where he just like, he, I think he beat the beat the right tackle, and then just like Zeke came over to help, and he or it might have been the tight end, and then Zeke came over to help. He just ran right through Zeke like he wasn't even there. Um, yeah, this was the the most big dog performance of any of these of any of these defensive linemen uh, rookie class this year. Big time! It, it was awesome, and I'm excited to see him build on that. Me too. Me too. Getting to worst rookie this week, I didn't have a blatant like, neither corner getting picked on yeah. or lineman getting his butt kicked. I so I I just kind of I went with Alec Pierce. Okay who was a non-factor against the Steelers in a game where they just needed absolutely anything. He had a drop. He had a miscommunication with Matt Ryan on his two targets. 70% of snaps and just very little going on. And if you look at his last four games, in those games he's seen 14 targets, just three catches for 51 yards, all playing 65 to 71% of the snaps. Now – Obviously, situation is everything, and uh, they haven't had a great situation with uh, Sam Ellinger, Matt Ryan, and um, Coach Saturday. But I, I just feel like it's a bit of a fall from grace uh, from a guy who we saw big flashes of early and, and had a lot of hype early on. He also, yeah. He's also had two drops in that time. Um I, I feel kind of bad picking on him, but I I just thought it was just such a bland game. Yeah, he's he's really cooled off, and like you said, the hype was building, and yeah, uh, again, the situation does matter so much. But no, I think that's I think that's fair. And yeah, there wasn't a, I, I didn't have a blatant rookie a poor rookie performance either. Um, so I stuck with a with a Thanksgiving night game, and um, with no clear choice, I gave it to Cole Strange, who you know didn't give up any sacks, but there was a decent amount of hurries and got just got beat a couple of times. And it was like kind of just like highlighted when the, um, the Vikings went their old NASCAR package with all their pass rushers on the field and, and, you know, in the office pack passing downs. And, um, it's a lot of Darius Smith lining up over him and he was just giving him hell. And that's a hell of a matchup, uh, for, for strange. But there was one where like, you know, they, they just stunted, you know, they, they ran the old stunt and, uh, Smith just went right through the gap. It was just like he was just he was really struggling with his quickness. Um, like you just saw it multiple times. A couple of times where Smith was just you know flushing Mac uh, into like you know either like just sliding and taking maybe a yard or two and not re- like a you know not a sack but basically a sack or just into other guys for sacks. So Smith could have easily had a couple sacks in this one. Um, that being said, I, I thought he was struggling with that, and that's a hell of a matchup. And, like, really, I probably wouldn't, you know, dunk on him if it wasn't for, like, him being a first-round pick or anything. But um, I had some, like, some nice plays, too. I thought it was okay in the run. I had a really nice block to spring a Stevenson screen. Uh, but it just was a tough matchup. Just tough matchup. And uh, on Thanksgiving night, he was uh, he was, he was was the, the dinner, I guess. The dinner for the Vikings. Hope you feel good about that one. 
I don't. Um, I don't. I just didn't know how to end that. Moving to Prime's Primetime Star. I went with Christian Watson, who can, continues his reign of scoring touchdowns. Now has six touchdown catches in his last three games. Two 100-year performances. Went for 110 to score against Philly. Um, kind of instantly felt like he had a, a good connection with Jordan Love. Yeah, that's some, that's promising. And on the touchdown, just catching it over to the middle and immediately destroying every yeah. angle every player on the Philly defense had on him. Yeah. I, th- I think we've just, like, the ways he's been scoring, it's been so exciting because it's just, like, he is so big and so athletic and – Maybe he he is still raw as a route runner. Maybe he does have a drop here or there. But yep. we're seeing that his, his physical skill set just makes him such a highlight reel, can turn anything into a touchdown type of player. I, I put Watson for my looks like a hit this week. I mean, you know, it took some time. Like, early on, he looked like a really big miss. But, you know, three straight games of – Wow, performances is, is enough to say this is going to be a hit. It's not, and again, it's this is not like you know, I had him 44, he went 34, not claiming to be my son or anything stupid like that. Wait, but where'd you have him as 44? You had him higher, I think. I had him like 28. Yeah, see, bigger hit for you. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not claiming him, I'm just giving him credit. Um, I'm above the London man and Dotson. I had him one spot behind Dotson and like I don't know, less than 10 behind uh, Watson, uh, behind London. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know. There's the drops, but and you know, like like you know, little raw and you know Rogers always gives his little half smirk like oh you're not supposed to do that kid or the fuck stupid shit Rogers says, um, but he's been dynamic as fuck. He's been been dynamic as hell, and I think they they still like need to do a better job of getting him involved. Like it's it's weird to me that it took like Romeo Dobbs getting hurt for Watson, and, and you know it might have been more to that, but. For Watson really to get his chance again after that one drop week one, you know what I mean? Like the Packers are shit. Like the Packers are not doing a good job. But look, he's he's explosive as hell. He's showing up huge, and I think he like not just you know him developing, which obviously going to make him a better player. But I think down the stretch they can do more to get him like really going. Like it's not complicated stuff, and it's not like they've done a bad job. I just don't think they're doing it enough. That, that's fair. Who's your primetime star? Jelani Woods, who is one of your guys. That, perfect. That's my looks like a hit. I kind so of figured well. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Tight end one, baby. Yeah. Eight catches, 98 yards. Uh, his true breakout game, you got to say. I think, like, Matty Ice just really seemed to trust him, um, which is like putting it on right off, out of his breaks, which you love to see, you know, uh, for, I, for, for him. Yeah, go ahead. I thought it was cool, too, that, like, so he had nine targets, eight catches. The, the only non-catch was his first target. It was a drop. And I thought it was cool that Matt Ryan just kept going back mm. to him. I don't know if you see that with an Aaron Rodgers, you know. Um, uh, good pull. Yeah. Um, but it felt like, yeah, Woods just kind of took over with as yeah. a mismatch, both down the seam and on the outside with obviously six seven with freakish athleticism. Um, he had the what the twenty four yarder down the middle. He mm-hmm. picked up a first down uh, in in the third quarter. Um, that kind of helped get the the Colts rolling and, and led to them taking the lead. Yeah, it it was a lot of big plays from Jelani from Virginia. Yeah, you saw that like on that twenty four yard, you're like him just getting it through the middle and like that galloping yak that he can do once he gets in that open space. It's like 
this guy this big shouldn't be moving this fast. And then, yeah, just a little stuff, too. I thought, like, catching the ball and, like, dragging defenders. Not like, you know, not like some 10-yard to the end zone type of thing. But he wasn't going down easy. He was bowling over some guys. And then, like, doing some tough contested catch work, too. Yeah. It was very, very complete th- performance for Woods. I thought, too, on um, on that Colts, uh, the Colts' second-last drive, he had a big uh, first-down conversion where it was just, like, the safety had good positioning, but Jelani Woods is just so damn yeah. big that he just kind of framed him out, boxed him out. Yeah. It, that's kind of what he brings to the table is he is more athletic than linebackers and just so much bigger than DBs. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he's going to be a, be a damn good tight end. Um, on a more disheartening note, some underwhelming performances. Uh, we talked up Kayvon Thibodeau, and, and now I'd like just to – to mention Aiden Hutchinson and Travon Walker. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Hutch Aiden really Hutchinson was like non non existent yeah. against the Bills. Um especially when James Houston came in and got two sacks and five snaps. <laughs> I was gonna put him somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, Aiden Hutchinson just it, it feels like he had a string of flashy games, but he just really needs to develop that pass rush plan still. And at the same t- at the same time um, I know he's a lockdown defensive back, given the opportunity to drop into coverage. But I don't know, just the inconsistencies kind of with his pass rush down to down is has been a little disheartening. Because at the same time, I feel that way about Travon Walker, but I think it was more expected with Travon Walker. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't know. I I'd like to uh, get get like. Obviously, I, I watched Trevon Walker this week, but we both watched Aiden Hutchinson. No, I agree. He was pretty invisible, and a lot of weeks it's like... I think he had one hit, and it was like they just left him unblocked. Um, yeah. And a lot of weeks it was like just... Um, if he's not making like an effort play, or a hustle play, or you know showing up in the, in the, in the passing game... He just isn't there. I agree. There's no pass rush plan from him right now. And for a guy that was labeled more pro-ready um, than anything, it's, it's yeah, it definitely is disheartening. It's, yeah. it's it's also interesting. Like, one of his go-to moves has been the spin, and it's worked a couple times. Uh, I think, what was it, two weeks ago I, uh, against the Bears. Like, he busted out the spin a couple times, and it, it was really working for him. But, like, that's been his, almost been his go-to move. And we got, we've we just got to see him unlock those hands a little more because it's yeah. been a lot of just bull and spin, um, which is more, I think, what you, you expect that from Javon Walker, who he's been – it's interesting. Like, the Jaguars deploy him in, in a bunch of different ways. And, and he, he's a very solid run defender. I don't think he's quite as impactful against the run as we would have hoped. Yeah, It's also weird when you're playing the Ravens just given what that offense is. Uh, but I thought it was just a very quiet game. Two guys that like really need that came on Thibodeau level performance from this week, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sticking in the state of Michigan. And I'm sticking with Walker, but I'm going with Kenneth Walker, uh, Seattle's running back, who did have two touchdown runs, but um, that was about it. He he's becoming very boomer bust. I know that's not all on him, and the offensive line has not been very good run blocking the last couple of weeks, but. At some point, you know, he's he's got to start taking the easy yardage. And, um, like, like his touchdown, you know, was a nice cutback. And he kept just working to the outside. And, and you just knew he was going to get there and, you know, got to the pylon and finished. Um, 
like he just knew he was going to score once he made that cut, and like that's his explosive ability. And you know the other his other touchdown just like kept his feet in a pile. Like it was good running up the middle, um, and just kept pushing the pile for a touchdown. And like those two things that he's shown is maybe why he's he, well he is the favorite for officer rookie of the year with like nine rushing touchdowns right now. But but those were like his only two good runs on the day. Well, yeah, I, go ahead. I, I, I was going to ask you, too, because you obviously had the Seahawks and you had the Texans game, and Damian Pierce had another not-so-productive day. Um, at this point, because I think maybe three weeks ago, if you asked us, they'd be, those two in Olave would have been our top three for, for Rookie of the Year. But we're starting to see some of these receivers really yeah. make some moves here with, uh, obviously, Christian Watson, Garrett Wilson. Um who would you be giving rookie of the year to right now? Who who do I think is going to win or who would I give it to? Who would you give it to? Honestly, probably Chris Olave. I think so too, but I wouldn't be surprised if in 3 weeks we're both saying Garrett Wilson if uh White Mike keeps it up. I wouldn't be surprised either. And honestly, if I were to bet on it, I think Kenneth Walker finishes it out. Just because of the touchdowns and The touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, to, to go back to um, to Walker, like he had a minus thirteen yard rush, like he just hit, got hit in the backfield, spun out of it, and there's nowhere to go. That was just a bad luck. Um, him, him and Juno kind of fucked up an exchange, and I think it was more on Walker. Just he's had a couple of those like rookie mistakes in the like just unsure of where to go. Not too many, but there's been a couple more than you know you want him to. Um, so yeah, two touchdowns game, but not. Not overly promising, and if I may double down here, I threw Abe Lucas as well, who's had a really, really, really good year, but just had his hands full of Max Crosby. Um, Max, do you do you think if Max Crosby was on a better team, he'd be getting a lot of defensive player of the year buzz? He'd be a superstar. I know he's like I'm not saying he's, I mean he's he's kind of underrated. I, I know a lot of people respect him big time, but he'd be a superstar on if he was on like, a good football team. He does so much for that team. He's he's so he's so good. I mean. He had two huge, huge, huge sacks. Both came on Lucas. Uh, one was right after the overturned uh, DK Metcalf catch at the end, uh, you know, where it took 45 minutes to get the call in. And it just, like, Max Rob's like, okay, let's just finish him here. Um, and that, that forced Seattle to punt. Uh, and that, that, you know, forced Seattle to, you know, not do anything at the end of the game. And apparently Lucas was supposed to get help there um, on a chip. And then they just – he never got it. So he just looked, you know, he just never got out there on Crosby. And then another one at the end to force Seattle to punt in overtime. And it was just, you know, that's a hell of a matchup. That's it's tough, but two huge spots where, you know, two sacks that won the Raiders the game essentially. Or, you know, at least put the ball back in MVP Josh Jacobs' hands. But, yeah, I, I just those two Seahawks and just um, in such a close game making a couple critical mistakes. Obviously, we both already voiced our looks like a hit. Jelani Woods, Christian Watson, two guys we both really liked. Yeah. Um, Going to looks like a miss. I I just I think this guy is gonna be really good and I wish I, I was in on him, and that is Titans rookie corner Trey Avery. Yeah, he's been good. Out of he's interesting because he's originally uh going to Ohio State, uh was deemed ineligible, ended up at Toledo, red shirted, ended up at Rutgers. Where all the great DBs end up. So, yes, he's played at my three favorite schools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, he was he was fantastic a, a, against the Bengals. Um, two different times he he showed off his clicking close ability. I think both were against Trent 
Merwin. Merwin. Uh, and that's saying something. Yeah. Uh, the Stanford God. And um, he is just very quick, very good, clean feet, and, and very does a very good job disrupting the catch point. I think you mentioned him. Last a, week. A, a, was it last week? I yeah. Sure, yeah. So he's starting to really string some games together now. And, uh, like, he's not playing a ton, but when he's out there, he, he, he's been very competent. Yes. Uh, and I, I think he deserves to play more. The The Titans have a weird corner situation. They, they have a lot of uh, – a weird mix of young corners. Um, and, like, Roger McCree is, like, playing all the snaps. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I thought Avery did a great job. Like, he was only out there for, like, 12, what was it? 18 snaps, gets targeted seven times. So, Joe Burrow's going after him. Only gives up two for 23, breaks up two passes. Like – I thought he did just did a really great job. Um, yeah, I mean, especially like you said, like get him more playing time on a team that's had a permanently weird cornerback situation. Since since Cortland Finnegan left, their cornerback situation has been weird. Travery's the next Cortland. Good good comp. Um, I got a corner too, who was probably my runner up for defensive rookie of the week. Um like I was low, low on regretfully low. Uh Martin Emerson, the 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 Browns corner. Who was targeted eleven times on Sunday, gave up just three for nineteen. Uh, none of those went for first downs. Uh, four PBUs. Um, like I said, it would have been my runner up for defense rookie of the week. It was a hell of a performance. Um, but I wanted to put him here because I'm dumb. He he basically took away Mike Evans. Uh, had a couple of plays where he felt like it was falling him into the slot. He was just playing him very super good. It has been very good. He's been he was just super physical on him. Um, Mike Evans only total only had two catches on ten targets, just locked down Mike Evans. And I don't know it's it's not quite the same. It's still Mike Evans. Um, maybe got away with a couple a couple calls, but it was physical as hell. I love I love to see that for rookie corner going up against you know an all pro type of dude. Love that. Nearly had a pick. Um, he was covering Cameron Braid out of the, out of the slot out of the bunch. Uh, just jumped it, but didn't pull it in. Um, it was also like a really, really good coverage. Had a PBU on on, on a Prashad Perriman speed out, just like physical through the catch point. Hell of a performance! Like I think up there with cornerback performances this year. Just, just didn't pull in the you know like like Thibodeau didn't pull in a ball, but just a hell of a hell of a game. If I could throw one more, if I may, because yeah, you gave you yeah. gave me that that silence for a second. Rashad White. I think I had him here before the bye, but it just continued. Like it wasn't a special performance or anything um, against against the Browns. But I was low on him, and I, I didn't think he could lead a backfield. But he's doing it, and he's doing it well. All over 100 yards total, uh, 64 on the ground. Caught nine balls, but 45 yards. Oh, hertz. really? Yeah, it's kind of a weird number. But, yeah, no, just productive, and I think that's what they expected out of him. And I never thought it was going to come, and it, it is. He's looking really good. Had a couple bigger runs, too, at the start of the game. And, yeah, just a good performance, and I was too low. You love to hear it. Um, you know what I'm going to do this week, AJ? What's that, Rob? Every week from now on, I'm gonna I'm gonna start one of our the rookies we talk about positively on this show. Just in start. Fantasy. Okay, I like it. Do that. I'm gonna start Jelani Woods this week. What do you think? That's a good call. Who they, I don't know who they're playing, but I like it. Okay. All right, done. Um, needs to step it up. I mentioned Roger McCreary a second ago. He is playing like he is the Titans' corner one. He's the corner one on the AF, the likely AFC South champs. Uh, but don't count Coach Saturday out yet. Um, 
he played every snap against the Bengals. He didn't have a bad game, but it's just like if he is your number one corner and, and you're going to be uh, at home in a playoff game, you you you're really gonna need him to to elevate his game. And he doesn't really get the chance to yeah. take his time with that. Uh, he saw eight targets against the Bengals, gave up 66 yards and a touchdown on four catches, most of which came against uh, uh, T. Higgins. He also did a really good job on, on, I think it was a third down. He picked up Hayden Hurst on a drag route and, and uh, broke up the pass. But it's just like... I, I always fear when, when you got a young corner like that who's like instantly has to be your number one. He's he's not been bad at all this year, I feel like. He's had no. some really good games, T, but T Higgins just like on the touchdown and T Higgins just just remember McCreary has really short arms, right? T. Higgins a really long yeah, receiver. It's a tough matchup. H- Higgins did a really good job in these contested catch scenarios, did a really good job kind of using his body to shield McCreary away. The touchdown was a nice back shoulder from Burrow where Higgins and McCreary both extended arms on each other, and Higgins did a really good job um, kind of turning him away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just thought he, he's going to need to step it up. And same game, Cam Taylor Britt, like, the, he is playing so much. He is playing so much. He gave up 73 yards on four catches to a Titans team that wasn't passing the ball that well. He's, he's played over 90% of the snaps uh, in each of the last four games. He has basically had to be Chio Awuzi for them since he went down. And in that that's a guy who, who like really wasn't playing before week seven. And he's he's kind of struggled in every uh or yeah, the like all four of the games he's kind of given up big plays. Um he when targeted, he's giving up a hundred and twenty seven point three QB rating this year. He he's the one that got mossed by Traylon too, right? There you go. Um, uh, he did force the fumble on the Derrick Henry run, though. Oh, see? Cam so, Taylor's... Which Traylon recovered for a touchdown. <laughs> the goat. Um, uh, <laughs> just sorry, one more if I, if I, if I oh, may. Oh, yeah, you're calling Jam- guys Jam- out this week. Jamari Salyer had a, a bit of a come-down performance. Uh, gave up two early sacks. The J.J. Watt and Cameron Thomas. Who, couldn't even tell the difference between those two. Uh, and, and, and had a false start. It was just a bit of an up-and-down game from him. Um, okay, I give it to a guy who, I just one player, I'm not mean like Rob, um, who's like really turned on the last few weeks. He's been good. He's been making plays. He made plays in this game. I give it to Quay Walker, who, who did have 11 tackles, did have a really good fumble recovery and a nice return. Yeah, he was outside of that, though. Sorry? Outside of that, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, yeah. that Packers D was just getting ruined in the wrong game. And again, it wasn't all on him, but he missed a lot of tackles, <laughs> or at mm-hmm. least a decent amount. And that's not a great look. I know he stacked up 11, but I think only four were solo. Um, and they're going to need him. They're going to need him. If, if this Packers defense is going to just keep being gashed, they, they need him to step up. And, you know, again, not all on him. Other players need to step up too. But he he, he had a place in his arms that he, he didn't finish and was just overrunning. And just, After yeah. such a good game the week before. Yeah. Like, again, he's put games together. And he, he made a splashy play. But, yeah. Um, not ready to play. I went with Cardinals tight end Trey McBride. Agreed. Similar to Alec Pierce, um, but even more so because we haven't really seen him from McBride. He just has had such a such little impact on this game. Um, 
And and the Cardinals' offense has really been hurting without Zach Ertz. And they need a tight end to step up. And they haven't had that with McBride, who has basically been the starter the last three weeks. Um, he had one catch for one yard on three targets in this game. And I, I honestly, like, you would have forgot he was on the field. I felt like that last week, too. And he had, like, four for he, 24 he, or something. He, he was drafted almost 20 slots ahead of Jelani Woods. I think that was one of the biggest head-scratching picks uh, in the first two days of the draft where just, like, the the – the way they're building that roster made no sense, and that's why I think they got a clean house. And I feel like also they didn't kind of reaching on a guy, reaching on a guy a bit. You know, it was at a, a non-important position where no. they already had. Exactly, <laughs> still has a lot in the tank. I think obviously he's hurt now, but yeah. But and then like like I thought Trey McBride was fairly like you know come in and play well, like plug and play type of dude. But him not being productive, and like like this is a team that's had a track record of rookies being not good too. Um, and like yeah, he's he's got to step it up, and he definitely does. Um, Am I not ready to play? I put Perry on Winfrey, who just, like, has shown next to nothing this year. Yeah. Like, that looks like a miss for me. Uh, he was on 33% of the snaps this week, didn't make a tackle, didn't get into the box score, didn't feel him at all like McBride. Just not a lot going on. And, like, not not to pile on here, but just to throw in, I feel like you could talk about Alex Wright in this regard, too, who's had more moments definitely than Perry on Winfrey. Did bat a ball in this in this game, had a good play. But just, like, a guy that, you know, you took both of these guys top 100, him 78th. Uh, he's only playing 26% of snaps. You expect more out of both of them at this point of the season, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, I think it, it starts to get concerning when there's, your rookies are playing a lot, but having such little impact, yeah. it, like, after, especially after Thanksgiving, because that's when the season really starts. Yeah, you said that last week, and we'll say it every single week. I'll say it every week. I have to say it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, best day three rookies. Uh, I put three. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez had a really nice game on yeah. on Thanksgiving against the Bills. He had the PBU that led to the pick. He had a big uh, TFL in the ba- the backfield. Um, he g- he gave up very little in coverage, and he he's just like a bullet downhill. He's just crashing into everything. I put Malcolm Rodriguez too. Yeah, just didn't miss tackles. Just was when he when he like you said when he got into contact was so solid. Made that great tip. Like that was that was a fastball from Josh Allen that he got his hands on for the PBU. And then yeah, like that that play too. Like reading the the cook screen and like just getting there and preventing the catch too. Uh, you know he played a really strong game. Um, I also put Kyron Williams, who it wasn't like a big flashy game. They lost the Chiefs, but 35 yards on the ground, 25 through the air, and just did a really good job pass blocking. It's like, like exactly what you expect from Kyron Williams. On uh, they're like one touchdown. Like he he picked up Brian Cook on a free blitz and and put him into the ground when he jumped and he just runs really hard and he's consistent uh, out of the backfield catching the football and. I just want to see him continue to play a bigger role. He played 70% of the snaps in this one. I love that. He was both of our start the rooks last week, too. Do you have another guy? I have Jake Ferguson because he hurdled. He did. He did hurdle. He My- 57 <laughs> yards and hurdled. Rookie tight ends are fun. Jelani Woods, Kate Otten, Daniel Bellinger earlier in the year. They've been so much better than they look like coming out. I think like Except they just got Trey really McBride. good. <laughs> yeah, the, the first one, I know. Like, they all found, except for Trey McBride, found, like, perfect landing spots, you know, and, like, 
spots where they're going to get opportunities, and uh, it's worked out really well. Um, Actually, AJ, while I got you and we're on the topic of rookie tight ends, I really want to pick up Jelani Woods in one of my dynasty leagues. I have Kate Auden and Daniel Bellinger. Should I cut one of them, or should I cut your Michael Hasty? Cut your Michael Hasty. Okay. I'm just going to collect rookie tight ends. Stack the rookie tight ends. Exactly. Okay. Like, Done. If, if you ask me off the show, maybe it was a different answer, but on the show, I can't not say that. Okay. I'll um, get all the rookie tight ends. Thank you. <laughs> so my, my best day three rookies, I did a combo of Lions defense rookies again. I, I gave it to Rodrigo, but also James Houston. Getting those two sacks. What would you say? Five snaps. Uh, the one right before yeah. half, that that felt like pretty big. And then, you know, another one chasing Allen backside. So just want to shout out the two. The, the young Lions, baby. Pulling it off. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Uh, going to best UDFA rookies. Reed Blankenship. It's a good baby. week. Good week for UDFA rookies. But Reed, Reed's Reed Blankenship, baby. Picks off Aaron Rodgers in the red zone after getting thrown into action when CJ Gardner Johnson goes out. Reed Blankenship's like the man for us. Like, <laughs> yes. We've said his name so many times on this podcast. Oh, but yeah, uh, like, like what a play. Nothing that was. in coverage. No, six. He led the Eagles in tackles with six. Had that awesome tackle on the, the Aaron Jones, like, little, little screen pass. Like, whew, bullet coming downhill. Monster. And and another one big for your brand, Rob. Zonovan Knight out of nowhere. Bam. Bam. Carrying the Jets uh, running back group with, with James Robinson, a healthy scratch. Michael Carter going down. Had 69 yards on 14 carries and another 34 in the, uh, through the air on three catches. Big hit for Rob. Looked like North Carolina State. Bam. Uh, you know, you know, Dave gets some pro ready down there. This is nothing surprising. Yeah, I'm not, uh, surprised. not surprising, but <laughs> maybe that's another uh, dynasty pickup because uh, really, really good yeah, looking performance. Up, I'm going to pick up Bam. I'm going to be honest. I was watching this game muted, and I was like, I wasn't sure who this was. And like Ty Johnson made a play. Okay, I remember it was Ty Johnson. Okay, I wasn't sure who it was, and then like I finally clued in that's fucking Zonovan Knight. I'm like, this is sick. Uh, loved it. It was a great performance. Oh, yeah, he's available. I'm picking him up. Uh, do I drop Kate Otten or Daniel Bellinger? Yeah. <laughs> Bellinger, because uh, this league sounds soft, and you, I think you could pick him up again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's big time. Um, Kate Otten could have been an underwhelming performance, but whatever. Do you want me – do you want to start just doing – like setting my fantasy lineup with rookies on this show? <laughs> if we ever want this show to pop off, if we, if we did just like a dynasty – Thing we we be we be kings of the of the uh, podcast world. A uh, couple more undrafted rookies. Dallas Flowers had the eighty nine yard yeah. kick against the Steelers, which like gave the Colts the momentum to come yep. back in that game and ultimately lose because Coach Saturday doesn't understand timeouts. But happens to the best of us, Coach. Uh, also on special teams from the AFC South, Ryan Stonehouse just bombs kicks. Stonehouse is so good. Fifty three point eight average against the Bengals on five punts. So there's there's so many like just out of nowhere rocks. Um. Rookies of Flash, I didn't go with a huge list this week. Um, I, first, I got to give it to Sauce. Okay, like he gave up, he got targeted three times, give one catch. It was a big one to Chase Claypool. Big dogged him. Just got up over him, 31 yards. That was, was a nice, it got DPI too. But other than that, like they just stopped throwing his way. I, I think the league has just stopped throwing his way. And uh, that's when you know you've arrived as, as a legit lockdown corner and one of the best corners in the league right now. Do you have more? Oh, I got more. I just want, wasn't sure if you wanted to go back forth. Um, Chris Olave, too. Who, five catches, 62 yards. For him, that's a ho-hum week. Um, led the team in both categories again. Um, had a really bullshit overturn on another catch that was like, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 yards. 
just I don't know catch real coming back into effect. Had a deep one go through his hands too, like a really really tough catch. It wasn't like one you're gonna blame him on, but really could have should have had a bigger day, but still really productive. And last one, our guy Jack Sanborn baby finished with 15 tackles. 11 of those were before half. A TFL just a just a run and hit tackling machine back there. Speaking of uh, linebackers, we love Chad Muma. Oh, I like that. Every snap for the Jaguars against the Ravens. Finally. Did a really good job against Lamar. Nine tackles looked great in the run game. He did for some reason. I don't know if you saw the huge completion to Sean Jackson late in that game. Yeah. 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 Chad Mumo was covering him. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> like, like I know I, I get Deshaun Jackson's 35, but like, don't have Chad Mumo cover him. Did he carry um, him okay? He did until like, until the the last like 10 yards and like that's Deshaun not bad that's not bad yeah. um but yeah muma looked great against the run did a really good job um uh containing lamar uh Traylon burks who you mentioned earlier yeah he, he mossed cam taylor Britt. he recovered the derrick henry fumble for a touchdown uh i mentioned cameron thomas came away with a sack earlier um showed some nice power they need to play him and my J Sanders more. They definitely do because they've, they've like shown they both, glimpses. They both do. My J Sanders a little bit in this too. Um, Isaiah Pacheco didn't have like a great game stats wise, but his his just instant top gear physicality is such a a fun wrinkle to this Chiefs running game. Uh, and George Pickens, who did have a drop, but also had that crazy sideline grab, the grab over the middle, and and the two point yeah. conversion. Yeah, a couple. The drops are maybe a slightly concerning, but who cares when you're making those catches? Yeah. Out of nowhere, I give you two. It's, it was a good week for a lot of out of nowhere guys. Uh, first, one of our guys, Ron McKinley, played 22 snaps for the Dolphins. Um, just, <laughs> just sealed the game with like a really easy INT, but made the play. Love to see that. Um, and secondly, I mentioned Kate Auden. Watch out, Kate Auden. Co-Keefed is coming for your job. Had a... Had a catch for five yards, a touchdown. It was just a, like a play action, him kind of just, you know, going to the flat. Uh, but Jeremiah Osu-Koromoa couldn't keep up with him. Couldn't catch up. Uh, and he finished it off. Uh, I, I put James Houston here. Two sacks, five snaps yeah. in his first NFL game. Um, the first kind of Deion Sanders guy to, to really make yeah. an impact in the NFL. That's exciting. It is. It is. Is, and, is Deion taking the Colorado job, AJ? I feel like he deserves a b- better job than that. Uh, I agree. Uh, I wonder if he would take the USF job. I, I still, like, I just feel like Jackson State's a better job because of what he's done with it, though. Anyway, that's not important right now. Um, you want to get to start the Rook? My start the Rook, I, I didn't have, like, a guy that's, like, you know, a big-name guy. So I'm going with, a, like, a low-key guy who showed up. Uh, and start might be a stretch, but Rashid Shahid has been so fun whenever the Saints get him the ball. He had two catches for 53 yards in this one and an eight-yard carry. Um, I just want to get get him more involved. Like, every time he touches the ball, good things are happening for the Saints. And, like, and my point being is that this is an offense that forces the ball to Taysom Hill so much, even both in the passing. I think they threw a fade to Taysom Hill when they needed a, a touchdown. Down 13 nothing. Like, what the fuck is that? Running the ball with Taysom Hill. Uh, (laughs) Your wide receivers outside of Chris Olave have done nothing. Uh, Kamara fumbled twice, so he's not even, like... He's he's, he's not quite helping Kamara right now. Let's let's get a big dose of Rashid Shahid and see what you got. Let's see what you got. That's it. 
All right, my mine might be uh, controversial. Oh, I know how well the Eagles are playing. Do you agree with me? They're playing well. They're yeah, I'll agree. They're playing well. I thought at, like not that like I think Kaiser White and T.J. Edwards are an underrated linebacker duo. They yeah, they've been solid. Yeah, uh, I just think as we get to it. Nicobe Dean needs to be deployed in some type of role. He does. He does. I know. I know. Um, Philly doesn't really blitz, but I just think about how unstoppable Nicobe Dean was as a blitzer because of his natural ability to time the snap. And behind that D line, I just think he'd be such a be such a fun wrinkle to to yeah. bring him into the fold as an off ball blitzing linebacker. Behind that dominant defensive line, you, you gotta wonder if they're saving it, you know, for the big moment. Uh, they bring Dean in and played, shoot him. He's played he's so played little. Four defensive snaps this season, yeah, I and know. again, I I know T.J. Edwards and, and Kaiser White have played a lot better than we were expecting, but I just I th- I I thought we'd see more of them, and I'm not saying yeah. like necessarily start him, but I would love to see him kind of find the field a little bit more. For I sure. hope they maybe get into a blowout situation soon where he gets the enter the game I, I feel like he's just everybody's favorite linebacker they they gotta mix him in more i i fully agree with that totally agree like it's not like you know tj they've been really good but it's not like they're so good to keep this guy off the field I, exactly like they missed some tackles um tj edwards got out of position uh on aj dylan's touchdown run on on uh sunday night football i don't know i just like to see nicobe dean play a little bit we're biased, but agreed. I'm also running out of start the rooks, so. <laughs> yeah, we probably said that one three times, but no one cares. No one cares. Uh, by this time tomorrow, some other former NFL pro bowler will be the head coach of somewhere. 